Hello, 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 beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Infinitely Aligned Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Emily Whiteside, and I'm super excited because today we have my friend, Jess Nadine, who is a health coach, a mama-to-be, and she's just a freaking badass queen on the episode today. So we talk all about fitness and self-love and really stepping into the body of your dreams and how to do that. This has so much gold in it. So whether or not you're trying to get into good shape, you need to listen to this episode because it really reinforces everything in terms of the body that we must do in order to manifest the life of our dreams. So make sure that if you love this episode, that you take a screenshot of it, that you subscribe and you tag us both in it because it's so good. And I love to hear and see that from you guys. So anyways, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Infinitely Aligned Podcast with Emily Whiteside, a space dedicated to helping you elevate your next level income, impact, and confidence. This is for the babe who loves wine just as much as she loves green juice, who is ready to dive into all things manifestation, spirituality, and is unapologetic about what she desires and is ready to go get it. It's time for you to step into your power, manifest your life, and become infinitely aligned. Jess, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited to do this episode with you. Can you kind of just talk a little bit about what you do and your vibe and everything like that? Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. I was super excited when you asked too. So I guess in a nutshell, I wear many hats now, but the main one is of course around health coaching. So I have a program called the Progress Project and that was morphed from so many different directions of coaching that I tried to do where I started off doing one-on-one coaching, then moved into groups and challenges and just felt like there was this really big gap in our industry for a program that didn't have an end dateline, but still had that community aspect where people could continuously make progress and not be told, okay, your 16 weeks is up, you're done type of thing. And so I wanted to take the numbers really out of it. So that's the progress project. And we really focus on three areas and that's mindset. So in a past life, I was a counselor <laughs> a couple years ago. So I really wanted to incorporate that aspect into it. So mindset, and then we do intuitive eating. So no do- no diets, no restrictions. Oh, yes to that. <laughs> yeah. And then the crazy workouts, which you know all about. So oh, those are kind of like fine. the three pillars of that. And she loves burpees too, by the way. So <laughs> I do. Program, you'll die <laughs> like yeah. I do every day. Exactly. Um, so the first question that I ask people when um, we start an episode off is, what is one thing you've recently manifested and one human moment you've had recently? Ah, okay. So, well, one big manifestation, which is kind of morphed into my current pregnancy (laughs) would be uh, I really really last year it's a big manifestation so I don't know if you want a big one or a recent yeah do yeah do okay so I really worked on manifesting the relationship that I wanted to show up in my life and people think this sounds so woo-woo and I'm sure you get this all the people on here (laughs) oh yeah so I read this book and it really talked about you have to bring what you want into fruition, right? So I manifested to this person. I manifested the core four qualities I wanted him to have. I said I was ready for him. I would write letters to him and I manifested him to show up. 
And he did. And it was literally like the exact four core values that I wanted. And it's really crazy because the day before I actually reconnected with him or the day of, sorry, I journaled in the morning and that night we was the night we actually reconnected. And it was like, okay, I'm ready. Cause I was working through so many past relationships and really making sure that I'd healed from them. And I wrote this formal letter being like, okay, I'm ready for you to show up in my life now. And that was the day that we actually like reconnected and met. So it's pretty crazy. Oh my God. And, I uh, love that. That's yeah. A year and later. now you're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. What was the second part of your question? Sorry. So what is one human moment you've had recently? Mm, I have them. I feel like on an hourly basis right now with all these <laughs> pregnancy hormones, but I think a big one was on Saturday when we just for a long time didn't have a plan and we were just able to let loose and just go with what we wanted to do in the moment instead of being so tied down to a very strict schedule. Oh, that's always the best too. But sometimes it's like when you're not on a schedule, it's like, oh my God, my <laughs> ego mind goes crazy because my ego yeah. loves the schedule, but my intuition's like, no. We're just going to go with the flow here. Yeah, exactly. It felt rejuvenating. Yeah, it is rejuvenating for sure. So can you, what is your, your um, program, the Progress Project is really focused on, and I'm a part of it and I freaking love it, but it's really focused on mindset. And I think that's mm-hmm. like the biggest thing in fitness and with people not seeing results. Um, I remember like I was really, really stuck in, a terrible mindset. And because of that, I never saw results with fitness. And then I was stuck in a terrible mindset with money. And because of that, I never saw money. So mindset's really like the core behind everything that we do. Can you kind of like talk a little bit about mindset with fitness? Sure. So I think that the biggest misconception is people base their progress on a number. So what do you weigh? How many inches have you lost? What size clothes are you fitting into? How many calories did you eat? What's your diet like? All these numbers. And it's just really, really overwhelming when in reality, those numbers do not determine your progress. They do not determine how successful you are, how much you love yourself, all of that good internal work. And so what I've really done is tried to strip away all that pro programming around numbers and really get people to dive back internally. And instead of checking in every Sunday and telling me how much they weigh, I get them to check in every Sunday and tell me what they achieved that week. What do they feel proud of? What were their strengths? Where were their struggles? And what are their goals for the next week? Because when we continuously do this on repeat, we start to reprogram our mind to look for our strengths, to look for our proud moments, instead of to look for a number on the scale to determine our worth. And so that's just like one aspect of the mindset. But I truly believe in fitness, we have to go back so far in time and to understand where all of our sabotage comes from. Because most people who suffer with, you know, creating that lifestyle that they really want are people who are habitual sabotagers. And they're always in these cycles of sabotage, whether it's with their relationships with themselves, with food, with fitness, with giving up, with structure, whatever it might be. And so somewhere along the line, that sabotage started somewhere. And we have to go back to figure out where that sabotage originated from and understand it and heal from it so that we can recreate how we want to live right now. Because until we actually fix that original problem and understand why we always gravitate to food when we come home from work or why we always console ourselves with X, Y, Z, we won't be able to actually correct the pattern. Absolutely. And how you do one thing is how you do most things. So Mm -hmm. if you're like sitting there stressed out and then your mechanism is to go eat, if you're stressed, like 
you're doing that a lot in your life. You're avoiding not getting down to the root of your issue and it's going to show up in all the areas. So I really saw that like a few years ago when I was at like the top of my stress eating and binge eating, it was really because I didn't feel like I had a purpose and because I was super insecure and super unconfident. And no matter what diet I tried, no matter what exercise program I tried, nothing ever worked. And on the outside, I looked fine. I looked like I was fit. I was a personal trainer at the time, but on the inside, I was like destroyed. And once I really started to connect to myself and the relationship I had with myself um, and stop fueling myself with so much negativity, that's when Mm -hmm. all of those really bad behaviors just stopped because I was no longer self-sabotaging. So for somebody who's like really self-sabotaging, like the stress eaters, the binge eaters, the inconsistency with the workouts, what would you recommend that they start with or do? I always try and get everybody to start so freaking small. Like when people join and they're not coming from a fitness background, say they're an absolute beginner and they're on the sabotage train going like fast, high speed. I always say, just don't put all the expectations on yourself. If you join a health coaching program and you expect to jump in and all of a sudden change your life in one week, do the five workouts, eat like a green goddess, you know, do all the mindset work and just change your life. You're going to burn out. You're going to feel like it's way too much. It's overwhelming. And you're going to basically ingrain that idea or belief that this is impossible for you to do. So I usually tell people when they come to me and they're like, I'm really nervous to start. I'm like, let's just start by moving your body for 10 minutes, twice a week, twice this week. That's it. That's 20 minutes in total the whole week and drink some water every single day. And then next week, let's try one workout plus two days of movement and drink some water. And maybe you want to prep your breakfast this week, like really start small and build on it. Because when we're able to build on foundations, especially foundations that we're able to achieve, we're building our confidence. We're building our ability to actually believe in ourselves again and realize that we can do this. We just need to start at the bottom and we really need to ditch the ego. Yes, absolutely. And when you're doing that, like instead of like setting up like a huge goal, like you said, like working out five times a week, if you've never even worked out before, Mm -hmm. instead of like jumping from one level to the next so quickly, because that's going to ruin your confidence, right? Because you're not going to be able to keep up with all that for a long period of time, at least. So you're building like you're building up that confidence and you're starting to like listen to your body again and feel good again. And you're achieving things. And when you get in that groove, it's like a vibration that you get in and then that's who you become and it grows and grows and grows. Um, a lot of the the times when I was running my manifestor dream body course, uh, one of the biggest themes that came up, the biggest limiting belief for people that came, came up was if I start to love myself and treat myself, slowly start to like adjust that, I'm going to settle. Can mm-hmm. you kind of like speak on that a little bit? Because a huge part of health and fitness is starting to love yourself and love where you're at, as opposed to looking at an end goal with a six pack and saying, I'm not happy until I have that. Yeah. And I think that's huge is, is that people expect to only be happy at that end goal. And a lot of people join and they have what I call these surface level goals. And they have these goals that are very aesthetic focused, you know, to look good in their skinny jeans or to fit into that little black dress or whatever it might be, or just to tone up in quotations. And so what I get people to do in that like very first module is to strip all of that away and get down to your why, because I really believe that that why will fuel you to be able to 
ditch the service level goal so that you can start to love your body. You can start to love your actions, your progress and appreciate yourself. But you can't do that if you're just chasing a surface level goal, in my opinion, because there are the girls out there with the banging bodies, the hot bodies, all of that, but they're not happy. They don't love themselves. They look at themselves and they sabotage. We see it all the time in society. So the background of all that is I truly believe goals and understanding what are you really doing and why? What is your deeper purpose? And I think that our why continuously changes as we evolve through life and it's never quite the same. I think it's always tweaking because with each, you know, pivot and each pillar of, you know, progress that we get to make, we're, our goals are going to slightly change. And so for people who are sitting there and really struggling to be able to be happy with where they're at right now, I think it's because they've set this really far end goal, but they haven't set reverse engineered it where they set all the mini goals that they're achieving along the way. And so yes, the end goal might be loving yourself, but what does it mean to love yourself a little bit more this week? And how can we achieve that in like five small steps? And then the next week and the next month. And I think that we learn to love ourselves in small micro ways that lead to that big self-love. Yes, absolutely. It's a process that you go through. Just like mm-hmm. with anything, it's not going to happen overnight. And I think that's the biggest thing for people when they're going to manifest something, like whether they're trying to get in the best shape of their life, it's not going to happen overnight. And when we kind of like surrender to the timeline and we enjoy the process, that's where all the magic happens because mm-hmm. that's what our life is, is like the process. It's the journey. It's never the end goal. If we're constantly just chasing abs and a big booty, then we're never going to actually be happy because we're almost like wasting our life away by saying my life isn't good enough yet, but it's going to be good enough when, and nothing magical ever happens from that space. Yeah. And I think that when we are just chasing abs, what are abs? They're like little tiny chicken nuggets on our stomach. Those abs, they're not going to bring you happiness. What brings you happiness is the journey getting there, getting to like strength, getting to being confident in your body, then abs happen and then you can appreciate them. But if you're just chasing abs and you're just starving yourself and running yourself ragged on a treadmill to get these little chicken nugget things on your stomach, you're not going to be happy, right? So it's the journey along the way that we really need to start being able to slow down, stop, appreciate, and be proud of every single step of the way. Absolutely. It's so true when you say that, because like I've had, I've been in really good shape before, but it came with a lot of sacrifice, a lot Mm -hmm. of sacrifice with like losing friends and not having any fun and being in the gym for four hours a day. That's not living. That's not Mm -hmm. life. And it's not, what's the point, right? What's the point Mm -hmm. of when I got to down to that weight and I was living like that, I was like, I would rather be fat right now because then I could be with my friends and I can eat what I want. So I went through this journey of like stopping to the restriction diets. And Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you know all about this, but I went through the, you know, meal prep or not the meal prepping, but the meal plans. I went through the counting macros and none of that ever worked. And because, um, I would do it for like five days really good. And then all of a sudden I would mess up. And then my whole rest of my week was over and I ate like crap and I gained weight. And it was just this like spiral, this um, circle I went through. So can you kind of speak on how you implement um, intuitive eating as opposed to implementing like the, the hardcore diets? 
Yeah, for sure. So I'm somebody who never did the hardcore diets. I think I was an intuitive eater for so long without even knowing I was an intuitive eater. I remember back in 2014 and I first started competing and I'd hired a coach and it only lasted a few weeks because they wanted to put me on a diet. And I was like, absolutely not. It was all the foods I didn't like, like asparagus and fish for breakfast. And I knew I'd be miserable. And for me, competing wasn't about getting really lean. It was just, I wanted a challenge and I knew it was so unhealthy. And I watched all these girls just sabotaging their diets. And that was when I first learned even what cheat meals was. And so when I wasn't a coach, cause I never started coaching until about two years ago, I was constantly trying to preach this, but without even knowing that the term was intuitive eating until I actually entered the health space. And so when I first started trying to like explain it to people before I was coaching was just listening to your body, honoring your hunger. And as soon as you stop all of the restrictions, you no longer crave that sabotage mentality. If you know you can have a chocolate bar, you're not going to go try and sneak and hide four or five of them, right? So it's that it's a really big mental shift. But how I coach it is if somebody has no idea about calories, they need to learn it. And the best way to learn it is to understand what calories are. So I have a macro calculator that's free on my website. It's not a diet approach one. It actually, every single person comes to me being like, um, hello, this has way too many calories. I'm like, no, that's actually what you're supposed to be eating. You've just been dieting your whole life and secretly eating all these calories in your closet. But that's another story. So (laughs) at the end of the day, I will teach people to eat intuitively through learning the calories of macro counting for like two to three weeks, just till they grasp an idea of what they were actually eating compared to what they should be eating for their body, their goals, etc. And what calories are so many people are confused about what a calorie even is. They fear apples, they fear oranges even because they think those are going to be the culprits of making them fat. So we just get down to the basics of what actual nutrition is, and then learning to honor your hunger. So learning to actually tap into your hunger cues for the maybe the first time in your life. If you're somebody who's not hungry in the morning, just because society tells you you need to eat breakfast doesn't mean you need to eat breakfast. You just have to ensure you're getting in enough nutrition in the entire day. That means your day of nutrition starts at 12. That's great. You're finally listening to your body and un- like understanding what your body wants. And in my opinion, like honoring your hunger. And a big thing too is people think that just because the food is in front of them, they need to eat it all. So really slowing down and stopping when you're, when you're full, you don't need that extra food. It's not going to make you feel any better by eating past discomfort. I'm really tuning into that mindset around food. Like how is the food making you feel? What are you turning to and why? And what are your triggers around food? And so it's a lot of rewiring and really understanding what food means to you and how is your relationship with food even formed? Because many times our relationship, especially as females, was formed at a very young age um, around our household, around how our mothers viewed food, things like that. And so we have to take it back really far to understand our relationship with food and then learn how to reprogram it so that we can tap into our actual hunger cues because we were all born as intuitive eaters, every single one of us. Absolutely. I love that. It's so true. And it's crazy. Like when you can take control of your body, you see that happen in all areas of your life. So Mm -hmm. because I was able to take control of my stress eating and my binge eating, and I found the root causes, which were a lot of, you know, my, my mom and my, my dad and hearing what they were saying about their bodies and constantly dieting and constantly exercising. Um, it really like rewired my thoughts around dieting. So it's going back and, you know, figuring all that stuff out, journaling on it, that always helps. But when you're able to take control of your body and you see that in 
money. You see that in your business. You see that in your job, your relationship. It's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some of the, I guess, core values that, cause you said that in the very beginning of the episode that you kind of have these core values in your relationship. Do you have mm-hmm. any of the core values that you use in your body that are kind of just like, you're, they're probably subconscious now for you, but yeah. um, something that you can kind of like look back on? So a lot of my core values, I think, aren't even as much physical as they are internal. Like a lot of how I got to be where I am is through self-discovery and through self-love practices. And I've been in counseling since I was five years old. So I've been to counseling basically my entire life and different forms of counseling. And that's really helped me to tap into my self-love and like understanding who I am and when things are triggering me. For instance, a lot of new triggers that I thought I dealt with popped up again during pregnancy. So I immediately booked that counseling session. I think you start to become more aware quicker. So I'd say that counseling is a huge pillar for me and being, and really like removing that stigmatization around mental health and seeking help and seeking just conversing with other people and that that is okay. Um, so that's been a huge value of mine is counseling. Another one is journaling because I truly believe that we just filter so much of our life. And if people were able just to put pen to paper without the fear of somebody else reading it, without the fear of how it sounds or how it's worded or anything, we can uncover so much of what we're actually feeling deep inside through a pen and paper and it's free and it's such a simple tool and so effective. And yet we ignore it because we think that it's not going to make a difference and we push it aside. So those are like two really big things. And then in forms of my actual daily rituals, like I am a huge person who believes in goal setting every single day. Like I write out and I time block every day of what I'm doing. I put my self care in there because I value it so much and I see it as important. And I put the gym in there. I put like what I'm actually doing every single day down on paper. And that builds my confidence. It builds my momentum throughout the whole week. So, um, I guess those would be some of my big pillars is like routines, rituals, goal planning, journaling, counseling, a lot of self-care. I love all of those. And I've never been to like actual counseling, but I do completely do all that stuff with coaches and um, spirituality and all that. And that's helped drastically is like when somebody can kind of see what you don't see, somebody Mm -hmm. can kind of pull things out of you that you might not acknowledge. It's absolutely life changing. And the journaling is something that I do every single day. The self-care is something that I do every single day. All of that plays way more into your physical body than Mm -hmm. a diet would because you understand who you are and you also stop. Like the biggest thing I think that people have is it's not the diet. It's the self-sabotaging that we do because Mm -hmm. we feel like we're bad at it or we feel like it's not possible for us. So we do the things like stress eat or binge eat or say that we're inconsistent. Um, I know a lot of people identify with that stuff. They're saying things like, I'm lazy or I'm just fat. I'm born this way. This is genetics. And what would you say to somebody that kind of uses like all of those, I guess, excuses and labels? 
Just to like back up for a second, when you're talking about somebody who constantly like turns to food and things like that, I think a big part of it is because people, that's the only time they feel in control. They feel in control of how much food they're shoving into their face in that moment. And they just feel powerful that they can eat that entire bag of chips. And then they feel satisfied for that slight moment. And I think it's because they don't feel control in other areas of their life. And so I think that for anyone listening, if you are somebody who food sabotages, think about where you are losing control control in your life? Is it in your relationship with yourself? Is it in your work? Is it in your routine? Where is it that you're losing control? Because when you start to build control in all areas of your life, you'll notice that you naturally start to have control over your eating habits. And you naturally start to want to go to the gym because you love your body, not because you're trying to sabotage. So that's just the one thing. And then sorry, what was your question on that one? Um, (laughs) <laughs> oh my oh so so somebody who is I was like what was I saying I get so caught up in what you were saying um I was asking I believe the people who identify or label themselves as like lazy mm. or the negative labels basically the excuses yeah. that we use kind of like victim mentality kind yeah. of what would you say to those people you need to just ditch it you need to realize that you have labeled yourself you have put this on yourself nobody else while someone might've called you lazy, it was your choice to ingrain it and take it on as your title, but no title that you've ever given yourself is permanent. And you can strip it away just as easy as you put it on, but it's going to take time because if you've been constantly telling yourself that you are lazy, that you are fat for 20 years, 10 years, five years, however long it is, it's going to take a while to rewire that and reprogram your brain to believe that you aren't lazy. But the biggest thing is being like, what does lazy even mean? What makes me lazy? Why am I lazy? Break it down. Like, what are the actual, you know, contributing factors that form this label that you've, you know, magically put on yourself that's hindering your progress? And then ask yourself, what can I do today? What's one thing I can do today? What's one thing I can do tomorrow that will strip this label away from me slowly and slowly and slowly? But you have to be willing to strip the victim mentality. You can't say you want that great body, but you're lazy. That's immediately excuse. It's immediate victimization mode. Okay. So if you want that dream body, if you want to reach like a higher level of success, you need to strip the victimization mode because nobody who is a victim succeeds. Exactly. That was the biggest thing for me is when I had this realization that everything I had manifested because we're manifesting everything in our day-to-day life and everything I've manifested up until that point a few years ago, I was just a big victim of everything. So you're Mm -hmm. going to manifest things in that energy. And you know, that's when if you're not taking control in your body, you're also not taking control in your relationship. You're also not taking control at your job. You're going to manifest the same thing. So one of the biggest life lessons that I've ever heard is um, in terms of jobs or anything like a relationship was you have to take yourself with you. You can mm-hmm. leave that job. You can leave that relationship, but you're, you still have to take yourself with you. You are what has to change, not anybody else, not any outside circumstance. So that's why just trying program after program or diet after diet never works because you have to take you with you and you have yeah, to change who you are. Yeah. I truly believe that even when people join my program or when I'm podcasting on my own, I'm telling people it's not my program that's magic. It's the fact that you are showing up consistently. It's not going to be any different than any other program. Sure, there's going to be things that maybe align better with you, but at the end of the day, it's you showing up. You need to put in the work. You can't look for this magical answer in a program. You can't look for this magical answer elsewhere when it doesn't work out for a week. You have to be consistent and you likely won't see results for weeks to months. 
sometimes it's a year before people are like, okay, I finally feel proud. Yes. But it's always all the things that you are doing are for better. And if you stay Mm -hmm. stuck in this victim mentality, then you're going to keep staying where you're at. No diet's ever going to work. So Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference between your program and just a generic, you know, fitness program is that it is an ongoing thing. There is a lot of support in that group. It's super high vibe. I love it. I don't Mm -hmm. post enough in there, but (laughs) I do like look in there all the time and it's super high vibe. It's filled with like a bunch of people just sharing their wins, sharing Mm -hmm. their progress. And that helps. And even though like I'm at, I basically joined your program because I wanted just a change. I wanted to be pushed a little bit differently. But if I would have had that program, you know, three or four years ago, when I was really stuck in that negative mentality, and I really had a poor relationship with my body, it would have helped drastically because there is the mindset part of it. And that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing. And then um, the the workouts. So your workouts are like, intense. They're not easy. They're not like your normal, like, okay, let's go lift for biceps and triceps today. It's more like, let's go kill ourselves and do some biceps and triceps as well. It's intense. (laughs) Is that kind of what your style with programming has always been like? Yeah. For myself, it was how I always worked out. And I didn't really know that it was that different until I don't know, my early twenties, everyone at the gym just kept coming up to me being like, will you coach me? And I was like, no, I'm not a coach. Like I had no desire to ever become a coach. And then once I was a counselor and I just wasn't fulfilled, I was like, okay, let's do this. Cause I had started up an Instagram and it'd been a little bit less than a year. And I just posted my fun workouts just to inspire people to work out in a different way. Cause I do believe that workouts can be fun. Like they can be, you know, energetic. They can rejuvenate you. They don't have to be these boring treadmill things, right? So I just did it to really support people in their own journeys and take action in a different way. And then people responded to it really well. So that's when I started creating all my programming. I just do it based on the actual workouts that I do. And I think it's really fun because they are crazy. They are a bit nuts and psychotic. Um, yes, you know, they are. But there's lots of ways for the people to modify them. I have complete beginners to women in their 60s, right? And I think the biggest thing is that you look at these style workouts and you think there is no absolute way I can possibly do that. But then you do it and you realize how powerful you actually are if you just try. And I think there's a lot of strength in that and alone. Yeah. And it gives you a ton of energy. Like I've been doing the workouts before I do my morning routine. So I do a lot of like meditation as a part of my morning routine. And I do those workouts beforehand. And it really like clears out any of that. Like if I went to bed with negative energy or if I just am overthinking something, it literally like clears things out like emotionally and mentally because they're so difficult, but it's, hard in the moment, but it feels really, really good after. And I think anybody <laughs> yeah. who exercises knows that feeling, but sometimes we get so caught up in, um, like I was just getting so caught up in what I always did. And if you mm-hmm. do what you always did, you're going to get what you always got. So yep. I just got to that point where I was like, I just want to try something new. And I'm always you know, challenging my body and trying new things. And um, I was in a space where my body was just wanting that like push. And so it's been magical. It's been super, super awesome. I love it so much. Yay. That's so great to hear. Yeah. So is there any other, like, I had a really good question and then I completely forgot it. So I know that (laughs) happens to me. I'm trying to think of, oh yeah, I was going to ask, can you kind of share, because a lot of people that listen to this podcast are, um, 
people who want to start businesses or find their passion or purpose or um, who do have businesses right now, can you kind of speak a little bit on how you started this business and all that types of stuff? Yeah. So it's kind of really random, but it started with the whole Instagram thing and just sharing my passion and actually having a passion for things. Because I think so many people nowadays see someone else doing something, they see them being successful and they think that looks easy. I'm going to do that too. I'm just going to emulate everything that she's doing and I will reach that higher level success. But if you're not living in alignment with your passion and you're trying to live out somebody else's, it will not come off as genuine, as authentic, and people will not gravitate towards you. So the first and foremost is what are your passions? Like what actually lights your soul on fire and stop thinking it needs to sound pretty. Stop thinking it needs to sound, you know, glamorous or rich. You can literally make a business out of anything. Like my first assistant had a love for scrunchies. And I was like, girl, you can take over the world with scrunchies. And she laughed at me. I was like, no, no, no. And I ended up letting her go. And I told her, I want you to pursue the scrunchies full time. And she thought I was nuts. And she was going to go back to serving. And now she's literally making a killing, making scrunchies because she's so passionate about it and like puts her personality and everything into it. So first and foremost, I know, right? And so first and foremost, I would say, find your passion. And then from there, what I did was I grabbed this huge poster board and I wrote out all the ways in which I could actually create businesses based on this one passion. Because one passion, say for instance, it is fun workouts, can take you in so many different directions. But people are very limited in how they think they can pursue that passion. Mm -hmm. So really get this huge poster board. Like I have another one right behind me, like right here, because I'm going to do it again. (laughs) And like, I'm holding one up. You guys can't see that on the podcast, but I truly believe that just like mapping it out and letting it all out on paper, it just lets your energies and all of your thoughts flow. So I did that in many different times. And even when I was, after I went into the one-on-one coaching, then the groups, how I came up with the progress project was because I was like, how can I make this sustainable? What do I need to charge? What can I do? Who do I want to serve? How do I want to help them? And how can I grow from that? And so really not just thinking solo minded of like what's right now, but like what's the next step after this and how can I keep growing off of this and what are the branches off of it? Because you can truly grow a business out of any passion. You just have to have the time and energy to put into it and trust the process that it will work out. And I think have that passion, that's when it really like lights up. So that's kind of how I did the progress project. And then Um, other little ones from there, just, you know, like obviously I started my podcast and I wanted that to just be a more stripped down version of self-love in a different way. And where I could go on my rants, where it didn't have to be a pitch for my program or anything like that. It was just showing women how to love themselves and show up for themselves in a different way. That was very me, you know, just blaring it all out there because Instagram captions don't have enough space for me to do so. And just creating businesses from there. Um, along with my life. For instance, I got pregnant and I realized there aren't that many great programs out there for pregnancy that actually deal with pelvic floor, that deal with diastasis recti, that deal with your nutrition, that deal with all of these mindset changes that happen with fitness. When you're pregnant, it's usually just like, okay, step one, trimester one, like here's your workouts. It's very cut and dry. And that's not what people are going through. So I started a naked self-love page that was all about my journeys in pregnancy, but I'm going to be morphing in all these avenues that I I felt like I needed as I was first pregnant. So I really create my programs or my businesses around what am I going through? How am I being supported with it? What's, what's something that's missing and how can I fill this gap in the industry? 
Oh, I love that so much. And it's so true with the the evolution process. It's you have to follow that. I think a lot of times people are, they get into that mindset of like, oh, I can't do that because somebody else is doing it or I'm not good enough mm-hmm. to do that. And you're not going to be able to serve people if you're not evolving and you're not doing things that you're, you're passionate about and what you feel called to. And just like the whole like scr- starting a business by making scrunchies, like mm-hmm. because she's super passionate about that, she sees results. And mm-hmm. because she's feeling good all the time, that's like the biggest thing with living in alignment with your higher purpose is feeling good. Do what makes you feel good. So mm-hmm. I went through like a really rough, um, you know, first half of my year when I was doing everything like everybody else, like my business wise. I At that time, I was a fitness coach and I was posting the workouts because everybody else was posting the workouts. And I was doing this because everybody else was doing this. And it just didn't feel good. Um, and if it doesn't feel good, then you're going to attract in more of that, more lack because it's a low vibration. So it's really about owning what makes you feel on fire and owning what makes you feel fun. That's why we created businesses in the first place was to have fun and have that freedom. So it's important to kind of express that in your everyday life. A hundred percent. I totally love it. Love it so much. So can you, do you have any like last tips or tricks that you want to let anybody know something that's lingering? I would just say that if you want to start, stop waiting for tomorrow. Stop waiting for that wedding that's around the corner in the new year. Stop waiting until Christmas is over to set your New Year's resolution goals. Start today because every time you say tomorrow, you're literally ignoring the fact that you have a goal and that you can pursue it right this second. All of these reasons or excuses why you can't start today will always be there. And until you start breaking through and realizing that you can actually get through a holiday without sabotaging, you can actually get through a holiday and stay on track and feel in control and feel good about your body when you wake up on Boxing Day, you won't ever change the pattern. So instead of starting on New Year's first, when there's like that little tiny bit of gap before the next holiday where you can sabotage, start today. Get through this holiday completely different than you ever have. And the first step in that is literally just starting. Write down three goals that you want to achieve this week, whether it's you're drinking your water, eating some greens in your you know, drink or smoothie, adding some spinach even in your smoothie or going for a 10-minute walk. But just start small. Start making your goals because it will never get easy. And people are always waiting for that easier, perfect time. Oh, that is so, so powerful. I resonate with that so much. I don't know why people still wait for New Year's Oh, gosh. Like, I thought that that thing has been over, like, long (laughs) gone. We've, like, proven that. I think it's, like, a crazy statistic. Oh, my God, I can't talk. Statistic. It was, like, 95% of people give up after, like, six weeks or something for their New Year's resolutions. Like, stop doing New Year's resolutions and not following through with them. Change it now if you want something. You don't have to wait. Um, So can you kind of share with everybody where they can find you on social media, your podcast, um, whatever else, the Progress Project, website, all that stuff? For sure. So um, you find me at Instagram. It's at jess.nadine.c. And my website is jessnadine.com. My podcast is the Jess Nadine Podcast. And you'll be able to find on my website the links for the Progress Project. I'm currently transferring the entire program over to a better site. So I don't want to give exact handles or anything like that. But you'll be able to find up-to-date links on jessnadine.com. 
Perfect. Thank you so much. And I highly, highly recommend joining the progress project. It's so good. Even if, you know, you don't feel like you need like the mindset or you don't need the support or whatever it, you do need it. It's really, really awesome. It's for like all levels too, which is really cool. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. (laughs) And thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, just make sure you take a screenshot of it and you can tag Jess in it at Jess dot nadine dot c and then tag me in it at emily and whiteside we love to see those pop up in our uh, messages they always make my day so thanks so much for listening bye